Hi, this is Joe Wilner from You Have a Calling and the band Yes You Are, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers. This is Amy J, and you are listening to episode 86 of Chasing Dreams. On the show with me today is a fellow dream chaser who is doing some amazing things. And when I heard his story, I knew he he definitely had to be on the show to talk to you guys and to share his dream chase and what he's doing because he's a life coach. His name is Joe Wilner. He's not just a life coach, but he's also a licensed clinical psychotherapist and a drummer for the band Yes, You Are. He's also creator of the You Have a Calling uh, initiative, a blog and online community helping people discover and pursue their life's work and mission. Through deep and personalized coaching, he helps ambitious, creative, and spiritually minded individuals make a greater impact, grow as leaders, and design a soulful life they are inspired by. And even just from that intro, you guys should know he had to be on this show because that's what this is about. So, Joe, thank you so much for taking time to come on to the show today. Yeah, Amy, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about Chasing Dreams and to meet a fellow dream chaser. It's Yeah, it's wonderful. Now, Joe, when I saw what you did, I immediately signed up for your newsletter. And you have, a, a I think it's like a five-step newsletter series. It's a series, essentially, where you send uh, email to my mailbox. And I was very impressed by the quality of the, the content you were providing because your initiative, the blog and online community is you have a calling, right? What was the decision behind starting that kind of initiative? Because you essentially are sending me guidance in my email box every morning. Well, yeah, I didn't, my journey didn't uh, start off so smoothly. As you mentioned, I'm, I do coaching and I'm a therapist and I, and I'm a drummer and, and really it's, the drumming piece has been the last three years, a really uh, interesting journey, an exciting journey for me. Um, but the other two pieces really came from following that linear path to success in life. And, you know, I, I would say at the time, I thought I was following my calling of going, you know, going to school and going to graduate school and getting a, a license to be a therapist and start a private practice. Um, and I'm glad I did all that because it gives me a foundation for my life. But at the same time, what I realized, I, I hit 30 years old and I had a private practice and I'd achieved something that I would have viewed, you know, with air quotes as success based on what other people thought and, you know, this, this idea of socially what is successful. And I hit that point and I realized I kind of just felt stuck all of a sudden. I kind of was thinking, well, now what? Now that I've achieved this do I just do this for the next 20 years? And, and I started to really think about, you know, where things were headed and, and who I really wanted to become in this life. And I, I did feel this sense of there's, there's more out there. 
Um, and I feel like a lot of people have that experience at some point. And so at that point, you know, drumming had been a thread through my entire life since I was a young teenager. And I'd always dreamed of playing in a band and touring. And I was in and out of different bands, but nothing that I would have considered truly something that could become a professional endeavor. It was just never something that was possible. It was just one of those things that was a hobby, uh, something that I was really passionate about. And once I hit 30 years old, I had an opportunity and connected with a group that I'm in now called Yes, You Are. And they had a, a big vision and, and very inspiring people about what they wanted to do with their music and, and the, uh, the, the artistry that they wanted to express. And at that point, I, I really connected with this idea that this is something that I want to pursue. And it's something that I realized if I, if I commit to this right now, and, and I, I, I've, I fully embrace that this is a part of my life, drumming in one way or another, that I can do it, that I can, I can bring that into my world and, and, and make that a part of my vocation somehow. And, and so at that point, I fully committed. And by the grace of God, after about a year and a half of playing in that band, I, I got to go on a national tour with the band Neon Trees. We were a support act for them. So we got to tour the country and I, and I achieved this lifelong dreams since I was 14, 15 years old of doing that. And so at that point, I really connected with this idea of I'd been coaching people in, in different facets of, you know, life transition and trying to create a more fulfilling, inspired life. And I realized I want to help people in this same, in this same way to really own and honor and stop denying themselves what they really, really want out of life. And so that led me to start You Have a Calling based on my experience of being able to achieve a dream in my own life. And that's, that's where it came from. And so at this point, it's been, uh, it's been, a, it's been a couple years. And, and I, I had a blog before that, that I transitioned into You Have a Calling. So it wasn't just totally brand new. I, I had been blogging and doing uh, personal growth, personal development writing for, for a few years before that. But I finally connected with something that, that really resonated with how I wanted to serve people and the, and the, and the message I wanted to bring to the world. So at the age of, in your teenage years, 14, 15, yeah. probably, probably for the rest of that, you wanted to be a drummer. You kind of put it out because you didn't think it was feasible. And you go down the road of the traditional college student. You come a LCP, licensed clinical psychotherapist. And at age 30, you have a practice of your own. And you wonder, where do you go from there? And you decide to go back to the drumming. When you, <laughs> when you become the drummer... Or yes, you are. Did you continue doing your practice or did you close it up or did you kind of go on hiatus while you were on tour? Because by the way, it's really cool that you can say I've been on tour. Right. And that's a really good question because I don't want it to seem like it just blew up and I was making this living from music. I still have the practice and I still do numerous different things. I, I sort of have that renaissance essence to myself, right? Always I'm dabbling in things and that can be a big weakness because sometimes you you don't put all of your mental focus on one thing and really, really uh, build it. But I still have the practice, so no. So I went on tour. It just I had the flexibility to do that. I didn't have to like quit a job per se. I could uh, block off time, go on this tour, come back, and try to rebuild that practice. And so at this point, it's been a three year journey, and it's it hasn't been easy. And I really like to. Uh, emphasize that to people that when I chose to do that, I did have a good foundation, sort of a, a professional financial foundation that I could start to to step into that risk. If you to put it to put, to put it in a certain way, but you know, there's a risk to doing that. It's it's not as certain 
there's not a blueprint for it necessarily. And so I still have that practice and I still do the coaching. And, and ultimately the goal for me is to do, is to do both really to do coaching because coaching is something you can do remotely at, from anywhere in the world. And, and that is a, you know, the, the, the bigger dream is to be touring and drumming and playing music, but also coaching people and serving people and helping them that way, because that's still a part of my life. That's still a part of what I feel I'm called to do is to really help bring the best out of people and help them see their potential and, and really, really step into that and, and have the courage to see where, what they can create from that. So I still have, so, so I'm still doing that. Uh, I, it's, 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 it's kind of a, a more of a part-time gig at this point. But the neat thing is, is while officially it may be a part-time gig, you know, in reading what you write on the blog, in your newsletters, it sounds like you're using your knowledge, your skill, your background in helping people by sharing that kind of, uh, your background essentially, right? I mean, do you find that you're only using it in your private practice setting or is it petering out into other parts of your life, including the coaching? Yeah, I, I, they all blend nicely together. And I'm glad I went into study psychology and learn about the help, helping skills and how to really connect with people and, and, and be, a, uh, be a catalyst to help them reflect and gain insight and understand what they really want and understand what they're really capable of. When I learned about coaching, it was something I was really attracted to in the first place because it's more future oriented. You're more, you're partnering with someone to help them create something that they really, really feel strongly about and, and then are passionate about and, and really aligns with their values. Where therapy is more based on helping people cope with circumstances. And there is some solution focused therapy where you really are helping people make change and, and take action in different ways. Uh, but once I started to really, in my own life, take bigger risks and push myself towards what I believe is, is more of my potential, right? I always want to be growing and I want to be challenging myself and I want to be evolving as a human being because what I, what I realized at 30, which I guess is relatively young to connect with this, but I've always been pretty rebellious. when I was young, I was a pretty rebellious kid. And, you know, so I always, always had to bring myself back to the status quo. (laughs) And once I got to 30 and I had that foundation in my professional life, I was able to tap back in a little bit to that rebellious side of myself, I guess. And, and I started to really, re- and I realized that if I'm going to really reach my potential, I need to keep pushing my edge. I need to keep taking it to a place where I'm not really sure where I'm going, but it's exciting and there's a lot of possibilities and I want to, and, and to keep building and, and, and stacking on top of those things. And so, so I don't know who knows where I'm going to be in five to 10 years, I guess you could say. I, I, I think there is an interesting chasm that sometimes we have to cross and even get stuck in when we're following our dreams between that security and that stability and the, on the other side, that passion and that challenge and that evolution of our life of really going for our potential. And, and so it's, it's interesting. I, I think sometimes I, I hope to have completely both at some point, but you know, it's at, on the journey to following a dream, at least in my experience, I'm having to kind of go in between both and kind of uh, be, in, be in the flow between those two banks of a river, you could say. Oh, that was deep. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. 
that's it's some therapy jargon, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, when you work with others who are, you know, trying to find their calling and to figure it out, let's let's kind of dig deep into that a little bit. What is something that you commonly face with each of your students or mentees or, or however you want to label them? Mm. Well, it does depend on where that person's at in their own journey and what they're wanting to accomplish and work on and create. I, I think there's a few overlapping things usually. And one of those on the, the more beginning side of someone you know, looking into this idea that maybe there's something more for them is clear is a lack of clarity and ha- and needing to help them really get a little more clear and a little more aware of what they really do want. So, you know, sometimes people are in a situation that with all good intentions, you know, we're really trying to create a, a good life for themselves and ended up feeling pretty stuck and pretty empty with what they were doing. And, and so they haven't really been able to break out of that rut. And so helping them really see and open up to new possibilities for their life. Sometimes just allow giving people permission to dream does remarkable stuff because you, I, I was surprised when I went into this, I, I believed there was enough people out there like me that I, I could create a business around it. But I was surprised how many people, when I did talk to them, kind of forgot how to dream. It almost just wasn't a part of their thinking patterns anymore. They, they just sort of had these, this, this ceiling on what was possible for their life. And so that's, that's one big thing is really helping people you know, see what's possible for your life. If you just use your imagination again and really connect with that and what, you know, 10 years from now, what could you create and who could you become if you started today and really helping them start to tap into that, that, okay, you know, there, I really could do a lot. I have an entire life ahead of me. There's so much that could, that I could do and create and become. And that's one thing. And, and I would say the second thing is <laughs> then once you open the floodgate, it uh, becomes a matter of, oh, crap, this is terrifying to imagine actually doing this. <laughs> and so what have I done? Yeah, yeah. So now, now we have to help them understand courage and commitment and, and that adversity is a part of the journey and the process. And that's not a bad thing. It's just something to learn to embrace and to, you know, to become more resilient and deal with, which, you know, easier said than done, of course. But, but I would say those are two big parts of it. I think, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head with the first one. It's a common thing I'm hearing is that people have forgotten somehow what they're able to do that. Mm. Hey, remember back in the day when you, you were like, 10 or 12 and you could just be anything you believed it you know what happened between then and you know using your example 30 years old that we forgot that yeah and it happens more and more i mean to the more and more people you talk to i'm finding that that same resistance or uh forgetfulness is present it is and i i feel like there's there's a lot of people that sometimes I'm jealous of, to be honest, that are very, very happy reaching a certain point in life and having sort of that, that security, uh, but they, they sort of stay at that, at that place in their life. And so they don't want, they don't really rock the boat and, and challenge themselves to, to continue growing as a human being necessarily. I don't want to say that that's like, that's not good, bad, right or wrong. I'm just saying that I, that's, that's, that is, there's a lot of people like that. And then there are people 
that for some reason just they they're not they're not going to be content with that and i don't feel like they're for there's a lack of gratitude but there's a part of them for whatever reason that their potential and that idea of self actualizing is it's just it's a part of their soul it's a part of their dna and they are they're drawn to continue to be, become the best version of themselves and i think on a day-to-day basis we can become our best self but what i mean more is the difference between temporal worldly success and reaching our potential as a human being and so you know so this is part of my interest in psychology is self-actualization and abraham maslow and the hierarchy of needs and and i get that self-actualization isn't on people's agenda sometimes when they're just trying to get by in life and and you know so we're all at different places but for me i've realized that success is one thing my definition of worldly success is is one thing but more importantly is what can i do in this life that i have in this incarnation what can i do you know i'm 33 what can i do in the next 40 years to contribute something and make the most out of this this life that i was given and i i feel a duty to do that um as opposed to the path that i was on which is get a relatively prestigious career that makes x amount of money that people will view as successful um and i and i i don't want to say that with any disparaging nature at all i'm just saying for me that's what i connected with and and one of those gave me a lot more purpose and it was the obviously the the former of reaching for my potential Absolutely. i didn't want to i didn't want to stay at that at that point i was at i realized that this this isn't going to take me there Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, what you said is also right. I don't think you meant anything in disparaging way for you. That is how it worked out. But then there are others who are fine with what, where they're at in life at their, um, job currently, maybe it's a nine to five, maybe it's, uh, you know, they're for lack of a better word, a dead end job, but they are satisfied because it gives them a life outside for what, for whatever it is. Um, because I think, you're right in the sense that each of us have a different mindset and we're at different points in life that we see things differently. Some people may think that they're uh, happy right now and then find that they, they're restless at 50. Totally. Yeah. You never, yeah, we, we all, we're all ever changing and, and who we are and, and how, how life happens, you could say, but you know, I, it's, it's just, it's something that I think is important with all of this stuff Mm -hmm. is that there's really no right or wrong path for anybody that we have numerous paths that we can, that we can take. And I just got to a point where when I chose, when I finally chose the path of I'm going to do everything I can to commit to being a drummer and particularly in in this band, where we all, we have a collective vision that we're all strongly um, believe in. And so when I, when I chose that, I just, I felt very, very different about life. Life, I became more alive in, in some ways. And so, um, yeah, so, so for me, I think however we feel alive and however we, we really connect with the life that we, that we have and feel engaged, you know, there's, there's no one way to do that. Now, have you ever worked with someone or met someone who was restless and you helped them, you know, you worked with them to try and find their calling only to find out they're in it. 
<laughs> yes. So there was a circumstance where I worked with an individual who did come to me wanting to make a, a career change, or they just, they felt stuck and they weren't, they didn't feel like they were fulfilled and they'd been at their job for you know ten years and they were kind of in that rut. But, and ultimately, when it came down to it, they really did love what they did. They just had to change certain elements of their day-to-day life. I mean, and a lot of it was helping them see that they were actually in control more than they realized of their energy level and how, how engaged they were at work and how they connected with people. So essentially, there's this saying from a, another coach. His name's uh, John P. Morgan. And I'm, I'm, I think this is how he put it. I don't, I'm proud. I don't, I don't like quoting people, <clears throat> excuse me, because sometimes you, I misquote them, but, <laughs> but he said, passion is grown and purpose is created. And so helping people sometimes under, understand that in the context they're in, that it's not that you need to just completely change things or, or completely dismantle your life. It's just talking about what would it look like to grow some passion in different areas of your life and, and to create more purpose in different ways. And sometimes, frankly, our job and our vocation isn't where that's going to come from always. It just, I, but I do find that since most people spend a good amount of their day and week and year in, in a career-oriented type of activity and in work of some sort – that it's a really good place to think about this stuff. And it's a really good place to think about, you know, if, if I don't feel any meaning from that, is there a way I, I could feel more? You know, am I actually using my strengths? Is there a way I can bring more of what's important to me into this and I can shift certain things? And, and you'd be surprised too how often when people get the courage to ask for things in certain settings and certain jobs, I know there's certain jobs that are very, very strict and higher, there's a hierarchy and a bureaucracy that you, there's really no leniency. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, a lot of p- places that people work, when they ask for something like to work remotely for a day or to have a different type of flexibility in their schedule, often, I mean, I, I, have, I can think of a handful of clients over the last six months to a year that were able to create more freedom and more flexibility in their life by just asking and did that give them the answer that they were kind of seeking for? Just that well, s- small change? Well, for, for, for some of them, it was more that gave them an opportunity to work on something else that they were wanting to really create in, in the world, like whether it's a side business or other projects. Uh, but for some people, it, it was just a matter of, you know, f- for one gentleman, he really just wanted to spend more time with his family, his kids. He was traveling a lot for work. And so he actually changed jobs. But but you know it is it's different for everybody. So when when I say calling that's that's it's one way of looking at it. I think that can be a big general notion that there's this this calling that I have for my life. But I'm just more curious what's calling to somebody in the you know right now in their life if they feel unfulfilled or they don't feel like they're on the right path. Well, what's calling to you? And just kind of starting to talk about that and it maybe is a couple things potentially. So it's not always just one thing. And it might not be directly work related. It could be more related to overall lifestyle or relationships or their health and those kind of things. So, so it's, you know, when I coach people, it's, it is often, it's holistic because that's just where we're whole people. So work is just, our career work is just one domain of that. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because I think 
in talking to other dream chasers and talking with friends and family, you know, when people talk dreams, it's, it's funny how quick the first thing that they go to is, you know, work, job, yeah. occupation that, and, uh, and I'm like, there are more dreams out there than just that. Like you don't have to limit it to that. You know, have you dreamed like yourself, you know, of, of being a drummer or, you know, writing a book or so many other options, learning a language, going to visit something, you know, there's a number of things, but we're very, I don't know if it's how the society we're in, you know, everything's about uh, the economy and jobs and everything that the first thing we think is, okay, what is it that I'm going to do nine to five, if that, and I don't know if, if that's um, ingrained in us, maybe it is, and maybe it's a difficult thing to, to turn on and off, but um, I think you make a, a great point that sometimes even just a small change outside of that may do it or a tweak to what you're doing day to day could open up uh, the freedom you're looking for or give you answers that you may be seeking. Yeah. Well, you know, the zeitgeist of our times is the whole follow your passions and make money living, you know, on a beach in some remote island. And so, you know, there is that, that, that tinge to a lot of, a lot of the message that we're getting through the internet. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that, but when I did start, I, I, I felt like I was thinking from a perspective of every, there's a, there's a unique purpose that everyone's meant to fulfill and contribute something amazing to the world. And when where I've gotten to more, which I, I don't, I don't, I know there's people out there still that do have a, a very specific thing they're called to do and a certain gift that they can really can use to contribute something amazing to the world. And then sometimes there's just people that are wanting to make a small shift or they just really took a path and they're really just not in a career that fits at all with who they are as a person. And that's, you know, more your traditional career counseling type of stuff, right? That you just need to change jobs and you'll probably be significantly happier. You don't necessarily need to pursue some grand dream, but maybe there's just a way to really increase the quality of your life significantly by changing your career path. And that's still scary enough. You know, that's still uncertain and you're, you're undoing your entire identity that maybe you've had for the sure, last 20 yeah. years of what you've done, but yeah, all sorts of different ways to, to incorporate this idea. So let me ask you something, Joe, in, in regards to, I, I don't want to say not anyone necessarily may have run into, but one of the things parents have innate in them is a love and care for their child. Well, they want to protect their children. They want to make sure they're set safe and they don't have to struggle in life, right? It's most good parents. That's one of the things that they kind of follow with. And so the, the thing that I'm curious about is um, what do you say to a dream chaser who is kind of, I don't know, I don't know if afraid is the word, but who is reluctant to share their dream because of what their family may say, because it's not a safe dream. It's not something that's uh, a guaranteed security blanket, if you will. Right. Yeah. Well, I would say co come over to you have a calling and sign up because that's part of what the community is for. But that's awesome. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that can be a common a common obstacle for people is there is vulnerability in dreams. 
and sometimes maybe even a little guilt and shame. Some people view it as sort of a irresponsible decision to to pursue something like that. That's that's a lot of what held me back is drumming, being this you know quote unquote rock star. That that's how irresponsible can you get, right? Just you know, traveling the, the country. Yeah, this the stereotype of that isn't that you're this stable, uh, put together contributing member of society, right? And so what I had to learn through that for me is in my experience, people were much more supportive than I would have thought. Um, and I think everyone's situation is different there, but there's going to be people that won't necessarily understand and won't necessarily accept what, what maybe someone really wants to do with their life. And it depends on that person's values on how that's going to influence their situation. So, you know, I, I didn't come from a collectivist background. So there was this individualistic kind of mentality that I and my family had anyway. So to them, you know, that it wasn't as much to, for me, it wasn't, you know, what's this going to, how is this going to reflect my family or how is this going to affect them directly? Um, and I was also getting to a place where I was an independent adult, obviously anyway, but if someone's family is that important to them, that's something you have to talk to them about. That, that, that person may have to enlist some people into their dream in a different way, as opposed to just saying, hey, I'm going to do this. Maybe they really are considering these people's um, perspective and, and how it influences other people. Other people, you could say, if that's not an issue, surround yourself with encouraging, supportive people. And the people that are hating on you and don't support you, maybe they're maybe they're not as important in your life as you thought potentially that's so there's different so ways true. To, you know it just depends on the on, a, on the person's background in that in that regard i mean you make a great point because sometimes um we're so used to just having people around we forget and you know i've said this to to others uh maybe audit your life you know mm. keep those who are supportive of you closer and you know don't give those who are negative of you more time than they deserve. Yeah. I mean, when I would say uh, enlisting a spouse is an important one though, particularly if someone has kids and a family, I mean, you can't overlook that and just tell this person to, to go for it. You know, you, you help people realize a realistic calculated way to start creating what they want and, and working towards that in their life. And often as you break down a big, huge, inspiring vision into day-to-day -day action steps it's, it's it's a lot less scary and it's a, and you you see that it's not going to just dismantle your life to start you can start and start to create that and give yourself a realistic timeline for how long that's going to take and so then it's a little it's a little easier to lay it out there for someone and and help them see that hey this is what i'm doing you know i, I really want here's my vision i really want you to to be a part of that and support that and here's what that would look like and it's not going to be this huge, scary thing where we're going to run out of money and have to sell our house because I want to follow my dream. So th there's there's a lot of ways to help people take action in a responsible, calculated way, but still bold action that's pushing them, pushing them to their edge. That's going to really important action that actually has an impact and makes a difference in what they're trying to do. Uh, that's a good point to make. Uh, also, just want to be clear, guys, we're not saying... Uh get rid of your family or, you know, divorce your, your spouse. <laughs> yeah. Please keep that in mind. We're not saying that at all. This uh, isn't Scientology. Okay. <laughs> this is, it could be a matter of miscommunication or just, hey, talking to them 
or what have you. But um, by no means are Joe and I recommending people uh, leave their families. Just want to put that right out there. Okay. And and truly, most people that when you tell someone who really cares about you and you care about them, when you, when you, when you share your dream, it actually ends up usually really bringing people closer together. It's just such a vulnerable thing that is scary to talk about because we we're afraid of rejection. That if I say this, what if they say that's stupid or don't do that? It's a terrible idea. Right. And so there is that fear behind that. But if you can start to own that that's really important to you and that you're, you really, really want that. And you can start to, to find the right people to share that with. You can have some good experiences and some good feedback around it. Yeah. And, you know, um, I've said it previously on the show, guys, when, you know, podcast movement or, you know, different conferences where uh, you're surrounded by people who are also doing things you love, you know, just go to a Comic-Con. If you're a, you're a fan of comics and, you know, TV, go to a Comic-Con just be surrounded by those positive people. And your outlook is going to change for a lot. If you are into cooking, go to a cooking class and find all these people who are, are in it. Get a group together to watch Food Network. I think Joe's right. When you're surrounded by people who are positive and supportive, it's wonderful. And Joe, you have a, you talked about it earlier on the show. You have a community because you have a calling. What do you guys do there? I mean, you were saying that it's, it's a positive, supportive environment. Can you give the listeners a little bit of an idea of um how that is? Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, w- what I want it to become more of is a place where people can bring dialogue and talk about things. And so I may have to start exploring a Facebook group for that type of thing. Um, but in general, it's just a place where people can sign up and to begin, I want them to feel safe and to be able to start exploring these things that if they really are feeling like there's something out there for me, that I'm really, really, I'm not sure what it is yet, or or even if they know, but they don't really feel like they have an outlet to start talking about it or, or, or learning more about next steps, you know, they can sign up and there's a, there's a couple of different avenues. You know, there's two different, you know, courses that, that I, that I give away when you sign up. One is more to build that grit around moving forward and, and keeping that attitude and mindset that, that it takes. And then the other one's more of, you know, actually gaining clarity and figuring out what it is, you know, it's more of the what, and the second one's more of the how to some extent of, of the the mindset piece. Um, but, but yes, I mean, so there's a lot of resources and, and obviously I want to be connecting with people as they sign up, if they have questions and I, I really do want them to respond to the questions through the coaching videos that I provide them then let me know what's coming up for them. And I, I try to respond to all of those. And it's a great avenue, guys. If you are someone who is in a location, you're not sure. That's the beauty of internet and newsletters and video. You know, uh, you can get the support even if you don't have it necessarily in your hometown. And so definitely check out Joe's website. And I have all the links to it on the show notes page that you guys can find. But mostly it's youhaveacalling.com. But we'll have all that on the show notes page. But before I let you go, Joe you're doing some amazing things and you're helping people. What is one action you would tell the dream chasers listening to this episode today to do? Yeah, it's going to seem very oversimplified, but to the mindset piece is going to be to get a little playful, to get curious. And from that place, just take one step in a direction that is sort of calling to you that you, that there's an interest in that you want to learn more about that you 
have this, this, this part of you that says, I've always wanted to, you know, whether it's taking a class, like you said, you know, I've always wanted to learn more about dancing or I always wanted to learn more about this aspect of science, whatever it is. You know, I think a lot of people do that naturally, but some people for, for whatever reason feel like they need to have all of their, every step lined up before anything happens. And as opposed to just saying, what's one thing today that you could do that if nothing else is going to bring a little more passion and interest and zest into your life, just start there. You know, starting, starting small, I feel like is kind of underrated, <laughs> but it's really, really, it, it's a great place to start because it just kind of, it, it, it helps, it helps you build that mental muscle of doing something that you maybe feel a little uncomfortable doing and in a way that's not overwhelming. It's not going to scare you too much. It's just kind of just, just do something that maybe you feel a little uncomfortable doing that you've wanted to do. No, I think you're right though. It is under, uh, it is underrated and something that is great advice. You guys, if you're not doing it already, keep that in mind. Now, Joe, I can't thank you enough for being on the show and sharing your, your story and some advice for the listeners which has been fantastic. Uh, I hope you can come back on the show later on and wish you all the best. Yeah, Amy, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm grateful and honored to talk to you and your people. Well, Dream Chasers, that was Joe Wilner, who is doing some great things and using his background, his knowledge, and his experience to help others like yourself. So be sure to check out You Have a Calling it the link for that as well as all the notes and other links that joe has are on the show notes page over at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 86 that's episode 86 until next time dream chasers keep chasing thank you so much for listening to chasing dreams amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams connect with amy on twitter at amyj21 that's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Or leave a comment on her website, chasingdreamshq.com. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.